Hi, refiners. Welcome back to another episode of the Refine Podcast. Today is a brief one. I just want to touch on a quick topic here on why wedding pros are having to fill in for wedding planners and get frustrated by wedding planners. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. I think it's really simple. I mean, it comes down to something we've talked about a little bit before, but I'm going to give a little more of a take on it. We've talked about the low barrier of entry to this industry, right? So there's no real, um, there's no one central source of certification and, and what, you know, tests and, and whatnot. So anyone really can come in and start operating and doing their thing. And I think what ends up happening is that because there's a lack of like consistent, cohesive training across the board, wedding planners kind of come in without that consistency and they're they're doing things differently or they're not considering all all of the you know they're not dotting all the i's and crossing all the t's and it creates a challenge for these wedding pros and so they end up taking over or they end up pushing back on the questions that we ask because their experience has been you know I just worked with someone that has no idea what they're doing so I just for me and my workflow, I'm just going to do what I need to do. And, um, you know, that creates an unfortunate amount of tension in, you know, the next person that they're working for, the relationship of the next person they're working with. And it's on us um, as more seasoned planners to kind of maybe bridge those gaps and start that conversation and say, hey, look, uh, tell me about the planners you've worked with in the past. Let's get, how can I earn your trust? How can I, you know, um, make your job easier? What, what um, has, got, has not gone well for you? And um, where do you feel like you're having to do the job of a planner? I want to, I want to alleviate that for you and make sure that our community is clear on what those standards are um, in this market so that we can properly educate couples um, not just as, as as planners, but wedding pros as a whole, properly educate couples on what a planner should be and properly educate new planners on what a planner should be. So, you know, fine and fair, we all have this frustration at some point, but what are we doing about it? I really want to encourage you all to make sure that you're inviting new planners into the fold. Invite them into the refined group and invite them into conversations and say, hey, look, welcome to the industry. Welcome to the market. Um, you know, and then point out like there is no governing board here. Um, I'm, you know, how can I help you get started? And here's a resource that, you know, works really well. Point them towards the wedding planning process kit and just say, hey, look, this will save you a lot of um a lot of time and money in trial and error. And by doing that, you're helping it it can feel like I'm not gonna go help my competitor get started. And this is already a saturated market. I don't need one more person. And I get that. I get that, but you know, there's also that just helps with this uphill battle that you sometimes face when wedding pros, but that push pull, right? So how many hours in your day can you save uh, with that tension among 
among wedding pros, if you're willing to commit to a better standard of wedding planners in your market, right? Like uh, there's just something to be said there. And, you know, as I get ready for a refined collective session that I'll be teaching uh, later today at the time of this recording, we're, we're talking about productivity ROI. And essentially there's a lot of math formulas here. I don't have them in front of me and I'm not going to try to pretend that I'm not going to pretend to remember them off the top of my head, but essentially when I did the math, if increasing, um, basically it came down to, you know, you understand your hourly rate, you understand your cost and expenses and all of that. Um, but I broke it down into like, what is a minute rate? Like what is my hourly, hourly rate and my minute rate, like each minute, um, you know, and I did this on a sample of, let's say, actually, I will, we will walk through the math. Let's say I am play, paying a lead planner $60,000 a year. Okay. And then across all the business expenses and everything, um, let's say there's $70,000 all in on this planner. Okay. So then I break it down to the number of days that they're probably working in a year, let's say on an average, uh, you know, an average full-time person works 250, 260 days a year. Um, and then you can get down to, you know, they're working an eight hour day. Then you can get down to an hourly, um, what, what their productivity cost is like, how much does their time, um, cost you per hour and then down to the minute. And I came up with $2 and 33 cents per minute. Okay. Well, when they scroll Instagram for 20 minutes spread throughout the day, that's a productivity cost loss of 10 grand a year. Okay. So let's take Instagram out of it and let's just talk about the push pull, right? 20 minutes is where that 10 grand comes from. Okay. So how many minutes and hours are lost in this tension of push pull. Okay. So I can appreciate, you know, having boundaries with competitors. Um, but I just want you to see the benefit for yourself here by, uh, it's uh, raising the bar in your local market. Come on in. And when you do stuff like that, imagine the referral base from them over time. At one point, um, when uh, prior to selling my planning business, uh, I think at one point we were, I know at one point we were at 20% of our referrals were coming from other planners. And, you know, with just even the thought of hosting something and, and, being more of a mentor for newer planners in our market, I imagine we could have gotten that up even higher. So think through that. Think through how your competitors can, you know, there's mutual benefit involved, right? When you're having to fight these $500 price points that they're coming in with, or, you know, um, there's a lot of loss on your end. So invite them into the Refine group. Invite them to take a look at the Refine shop. Point them towards the wedding planning process kit and um, help them understand that that consistency and that cohesion is really what um, wedding pros as a whole need and clients need. This is a way to serve clients, right? If you have a mission and a passion to just serve couples as a whole, this is one way to do that and to reach more couples than you can reach on your own, right? So take it or leave it. I love this topic. I want to reach as many new planners as possible so that we can serve as many couples and reduce as much tension as possible out there. Because I know your inboxes are flooded. I know you're tired. I know you still got COVID fatigue and just like the overwhelm of um, 
all the postponements and everything, there's just a lot of lingering fatigue. And I really, really do think that as layoffs continue in our economy, we're going to see um, so, so, so many new uh, wedding pros pop into the market. And it's going to be on us as the seasoned pros to make sure that they uh, are pointed in the right direction. All right, y'all have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye.